Thank you that Holy Spirit you are in this place. You are here and we, we love you. We love your presence. We love to be with you. And we give you permission now as I speak to work in our hearts, to speak to our hearts, to teach us, to show us the truth. Holy Spirit, would you reveal Jesus to us in a fresh way. for every clutter, every distraction to go away right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben. Good morning, church. It's great to be here with you. And I'm really excited for what, for what God's going to do this morning. Um, so like we've been doing over the last... Um, Five weeks, I think, we've been doing the day and night series, and we've been speaking about the languages of prayer, how we communicate with God. And like Claire was saying, all of those languages, they all point back to God. They all point back to Him. It's all about expressing our love for Him and communicating with God. You know, like, I'm going to just do a recap so we started with Thanksgiving. I don't know if you remember Aaron was preaching. And Thanksgiving is all about what God has done. Mm -hmm. Worship is all about what God is. Worship is character. After that, we went to intercession. And intercession is all about what he will do on earth. Is when he starts to share his heart to us and we start to partner with him in intercession. That's what we hope to do this afternoon when we go out to pray and walk. We're going to intercede. We're going to partner with God in what he wants to do in our neighborhood. After that, we had Graham preaching about confession and repentance. And that is all about God's desire for us to become more like him. It's about him leading us to holiness. It's about the body and the blood. Last week we had Josh speaking about revelation, which it is God's voice. It's about listening to him. It's when God starts to share his secrets with us, his heart. And this morning, I have the privilege to talk about fasting, prayer and fasting, um, which is about longing for God. Praying and fasting is about longing for God, for his returning and creating his space to God. So I just went to the dictionary first. That's one of the first things I do. And I researched what people understand as, understand as fasting. Has, ever, has someone here never heard the word fasting, by the way? Yeah, that's what I assumed. Everyone heard about fasting. Fasting, according to the dictionary, is abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as religious observance. It is deny oneself food, Go without food, go hungry, um, starve oneself, quite extreme. Go on a hunger strike, if going here, and be deprived of all or some food for medical or experimental reasons. You know, fasting is not only a religious thing, like you guys know. It is very common out there in the world. You know, fasting is an intermittent fasting when people um, use it as diet, way of losing weight. If you go fasting the medicine to heal, you know, our bodies, when we start to fast, we heal ourselves. If you didn't know that, God created us like that, which is incredible. 
But this morning, I'm not talking about those types of fasting. I want to talk about prayer and fasting. We are talking about a physical fast with spiritual purposes, right? It is a physical action with spiritual rewards. Does that make sense? Just say to the person on your side now, fasting without prayer is a diet. <laughs> it is good to know that. So, I would like to open, if you can open Matthew 9, 14 to 17, if that's okay. That's the passage we're going to use today um, about fasting. It's, for me, it's one of my favorite passages in the New Testament about fasting. Matthew 9, 14 to 17. If you don't have your Bibles, I think the verse is going to be in the screen. <clears throat> A discussion about fasting. One day, the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving, even, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new, in new wineskins so that both are preserved. I love this passage, you know. And as I was studying, I realized that the Bible tells us that Jesus only fasted once for 40 days. And the disciples, they didn't fast while Jesus was on earth. And that's what happens here in this passage is that uh, the disciples of John the Baptist, they come to Jesus and say, Jesus, you know, we are fasting. And the Pharisees are fasting as well. But why your disciples don't fast? And here Jesus did. Jesus brings a deeper meaning to what fast means, right? Because what they were used to, in the Old Testament, guys, fasting was very common. You know, we see fasting as a way of humbling ourselves before God. We see fasting as a way of repentance and confession. In Esther, we see fasting as a way of supernatural protection. We see fasting as lamenting and, and, and mourning. But here Jesus says, that's all valid, but Jesus brings a deeper meaning here. And he says, one day when I'm taken away from my disciples, they will fast. His meaning, one day they will fast because they are longing for my return. They are longing for my return. The bride that longs for the bridegroom. Jesus is proposing here a lifestyle of fasting. Did you know that that's the hope? that we have as Christians. If you, if you don't know that, you must know. If, if you're a Christian, our biggest hope is that our beloved Jesus Christ is returning soon. And we long for his return. We want him back. We cannot wait to be with him. And fasting is an expression 
of this longing. That's what Jesus is talking about. There's no need for you to fast when I'm here. But once I'm going to be taken away, and then they will fast until the bridegroom return. You know, I love that Jesus says, then they will fast. It's, it is an expectation from our Jesus for us to live a lifestyle of fasting. Remember, it is an expectation, not a commandment. It is a privilege to fast. I don't want to put pressure on anyone. I, I just want you to understand that more than a sacrifice, it is a privilege. You know, we don't have to fast. We get to fast. We get to choose to fast as a way of offering something to our beloved. You know, fasting, it is a privilege that's only available to us here on earth. Once we are with him, we don't need to fast anymore. So just think about that, you know. Maybe you've heard about fasting many times in your life, and we fasting tends to become very religious sometimes in our lives. Or very like, yeah, very religious. And it's not meant to be like that. It's a declaration of our love to him. Amen? So Jesus here is proposing a lifestyle of fasting. Not fasting when there is urgency only. But what we do as Christians until he returns. And that's my call for you this morning, guys. To enter into a lifestyle of fasting if you already don't live that out. You know, um, we as a church are going to fast uh, over the next 40 days. We usually fast as a church once a year. You know, and... Um, I think from the 22nd of this month, Wednesday until Easter, we're going to fast. Like I believe many Christians do around the world. And you can take part in that. You know, you can join us with water fast, Daniel fast, social media fast, coffee fast, anything. Right? And you can find online all the tips and the ways of fast. But I don't want to stay here too long because I want to encourage you. Whether you're gonna fast with us or not over the next 40 days, for you to keep on fasting once the 40 days is finished. To live a lifestyle of fasting. To live a lifestyle of declaring to our Lord Jesus, we want you. I can't wait to be with you, Jesus. We long for you more than I long for food. More than I long to be with this thing or to have this thing. I long for you, Jesus. Remember, it's a privilege to fast. It is, you get to, it's your choice. And if you've never done it, you don't need to start like, oh, I'm going to start with 21 days fasting, only water, no food, you know. We grow into that discipline. But come and talk to us if you want to do it. But my encouragement this morning is for you to choose this lifestyle. I just want to be a little bit practical. Like you can choose um, to fast maybe once a week or once every other week, but regularly. For example, you could choose to not eat for a day or not have a cup of tea for a day or not be in any social media for a day, once a week. But what's the purpose? The purpose is every time I feel a desire to have that, whether it's food or other social media, whatever it is, you make that your prayer. Say, Jesus, I want you more than this. I want you more than this. And that's why we fast. So in the passage that I read, just going back to the passage, 
in verse 17 says, there is like a parable here. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved. You know, fasting makes us ready for the new wine God wants to give us. The new wine that God has for us, whatever that is, whether it's a blessing, whether it's an anointing, whether it's the answer maybe for your prayers, I don't know. The new wine that God has for us is free by His grace and His love. But sometimes we are not ready for it. And fasting transforms our old wine skins, this year, this old skin, and makes me ready to receive the new wine He wants to pour over me. And in His mercy, sometimes He doesn't pour the new wine because new wine into old wine skins wouldn't be good. You know, when I was growing up, I did fast. But I used to see fast as me uh, twisting God's arm. You know, I used to see fasting as, like, if I enter into this hunger strike, God has to answer. You know, if I, well, if I fast, God has to bring the breakthrough. And the way that I see it now is that God is a good father. He loves to give good gifts to his kids. And he wants to answer. He wants to give you the breakthrough and the new wine that maybe you are looking for. But the thing is, you just need to get ready for it. And fasting and prayer makes us ready for the new wine God has for us. You know, I, fasting, you have a love and hate relationship with fasting. You hate it because your flesh hates it. But you love it because Jesus loves it. You know, when we fast... We are making a statement to God of our weakness. I'm just giving here loads of reasons why you should fast. You know, I, I felt like that's, that should be the preach. Just give you reasons why. Because we all know what it is. When we fast, we make a statement to God of our weakness and our humility. When you fast, sometimes your head feels foggy, you're tired, you're, you feel very weak. But we know a God that says that he dwells with the weak and with the humble. <laughs> so when we fast, we make ourselves purposely weak before God, saying, God, we need you, we want you. And he dwells with the weak and with the humble. When we fast, we understand a lot about God's grace. How many times when I was fasting and I, and I failed, you know, I, I had to stop my fasting. Or I, I, I had a bite of something that I... And I was fasting, I forgot. And at that moment, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, unbelievable. Like, oh, it was all a waste. And in that moment, I understand God's grace, that there's grace if I get wrong. There's love. You know, we, we, we don't fast for grace. We fast by grace. We understand about more about God's grace. Another point I would like to bring is that when we fast, my friend, we start to go to the wilderness and to the desert and to the isolated places, into the places where we can hear God's voice. You know, there's a very correlation, big correlation between fasting and desert in the Bible. 
The only time that Jesus fasted was in the desert. You've got a lifestyle of fasting like John the Baptist. He just had honey and wild locusts, I think. And it was in the desert. And we as Christians, we, we don't like the desert, you know. We love messages about you're going to get out of the desert and go to the promised land. And we don't want the desert. No one wants the desert, right? Well, the Spirit led Jesus to the desert. I think that's the passage that Josh read last week. Hosea 2.14 says that the Lord takes his bride or Israel, his church, to the desert in order to win her back against all the sin, idolatry, and faithfulness. The desert is the place when there is only us and God in the desert. If I told you that there's a place that there is only you and God in this busy life that we live, in this busy and chaotic world we live, you wouldn't believe. But there is, and that's the desert. There's only you and God there. No distractions. It's only you and God. It's a place of solitude, a place where we listen to God. And when we are there, when we choose sometimes to go there through prayer and fasting, we are fed by Him. Yesterday I was doing my morning devotional and I read a passage that talks about the multiplication of bread and fish when Jesus multiplied that. But only before that passage, Jesus goes to an isolated place and people, crowds, follow him there. They follow him and they follow him so much, so radically, so hard that they forget about food. And they find themselves in an isolated place with Jesus there, but no food. And in that environment is where multiplication happens, is where they are fed. So I encourage you <laughs> to go to this place, that you are going to be fed in that place, even that you are fasting, even that you are praying, even that seems like there is nothing. We make space. Like Clara was saying, we make space. The desert is a place of space. And God fills the space. So as I was praying over this service, I felt that God was saying that fasting is coming back to, to the center of the church as a discipline that the whole bride does it. Not as a discipline that only the very spiritual people do, because that's what fasting used to be, you know, only the very spiritual people do, and those that only fast 40 days, those are people that fast. No, fasting is coming back because fasting is a way of expressing our love for our bridegroom that's soon returning. And that's a way that's coming back to the center of the church, like we pray, like we read our Bibles, like we gather every Sunday morning for our service. We are going to fast. What a privilege it is to fast. I'd like to Chris to jump in the keys if that's okay. You know, I gave you many reasons why you should fast. And I really want you to consider those, pray about those when you go home. But don't 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 ignore it. You know, all this series that we preached about this day and night series, you know, really Change your lifestyle according to what you've been learning and being fed by, you know. 
I just want to finish with this verse. In Revelation 22, 17 says, The Spirit and the Bride say come. Jesus is talking about the last days that in the last days the Spirit and the Bride, the church, will say come. Bear with me. And Jesus associates fasting with his return when he says, They will fast waiting for my return. And one day Jesus in Matthew warns the people that the last days people are going to be so busy. They're going to be getting married. They're going to be drinking. They're going to be eating. They're going to be living their lives, working like in the days of Noah. They are not going to notice him coming back. He says, Jesus warns us that destruction and business is going to be a big problem in the last days. They're going to be leaving, and they're not going to notice him returning. And fasting and prayer is an opportunity to create space in the midst of the business, in the midst of our lives, to say, Jesus, come. Jesus, come back. I long for you, Jesus. I don't have any other longing besides you. Jesus, come. You know, one day Jesus is going to pierce the skies, and he's going to come with great power and glory, and he's going to come back for his bride, for me and you. And I hope to have my lamps burning. I hope to be the bridesmaid that have my lamps burning. You know, that's the hope that we have. I know that we worry so much about things of this life. We worry about jobs and money and salary. We worry about getting a house and getting a car and going to holiday. We were about the education of our kids. We were about getting retired. We, we think of our lives through and we forget this is going to pass our lives but a shadow. But Jesus is coming back and that's what really excites us. That's what really brings purpose to our lives. So how much do we want this Jesus? How much do we burn for him and fast and praise our way of expressing that to our beloved? May he find in us a bride that's really longing. If the worship band would like to come up, if you'd like to just bow down your heads. And I want to make an invitation for you if there's anyone in here that would like to make a commitment to a lifestyle of fasting. without any pressure guys I've made this before and I and I'm the first here standing up but if you heard this message and you're like oh I would like to omit to a lifestyle fasting maybe frequently doesn't matter how often with the purpose of declaring Jesus I can't wait for you I just 
want to welcome you to you. It doesn't matter what you fast, it doesn't matter. Jesus is the heart. I just want to welcome you to stand up with me. Stand in your place and I just want to pray with you. You know, Jesus loves hungry people. Not hungry people for bread, but for real, for the real bread of life. People that say, oh, Jesus, thank you so much for the bread you give us, but I want the real bread, the one that gives me eternal life. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters here that are willing to enter into a lifestyle of seeking you and seeking your return and live a lifestyle of come, Lord Jesus, live a lifestyle of Maranatha. Lord, I pray that you give us grace to fast. We cannot fast without your grace. We cannot fast without your spirit. But would you teach us to pray and to fast according to your heart? I pray that you would encounter us in the middle of our fasts. We willingly make space for you. We thank you for the privilege that we get you fast. That we can offer you this amazing sacrifice of love. Your bride is longing for you, Lord Jesus. Sarabanyan. 